listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to listen and talk. your credibility, your cool, and your cash. Palm Island, Paradise Lost, and Roadmap for Graduate Study all coming up right here on Star Style. Be the star you are with your personal growth coach, Cynthia Bryan. Lots to learn, lots to live, lots to be. Tune in. Look for the signs. You'll find all you need in the light that shines. Believe in yourself and all that you do. And you'll be the star that's shining for you. Did you know that teens with low self-esteem who feel they don't fit in are more vulnerable to peer pressure, more likely to have depressive reactions, eating disorders, higher rates of alcohol and drug abuse, criminal involvement, suicide attempts, and be involved with risky behaviors? You can help make a difference by sponsoring this radio program, Be The Star You Are. Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, positive media, and donates positive books to increase literacy. Call 877-944-STAR, S-T-A-R. For more information or visit our website at bethestarur.org. Also, you can make a PayPal donation at www.bethestarur.org. Thank you for helping our youth succeed. in sales, you need to master the art of selling. This program focuses on more than just the nuts and bolts of selling. With today's competitive marketplace, tuning into this program is imperative if you are a sales professional or want to be in the sales field. Each week, the art of selling with your host, Greg Bennett, will keep you informed and entertained. That's the art of selling, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on World Talk Radio, Studio A. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. Studio A. Look among the stars. Well, hello there, Power Partners. Welcome to Radio's finest program of positive book talk. Star Style, be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. I'm always happy to be your personal growth coach right here on the airwaves, bringing you the authors and the experts and the professionals. So get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams. This program's brought to you as a literacy outreach program, a Be the Star You Are charity, a 501c3 working to empower women, families, and youth. So visit bethestarur.org. Well, we have a jam-packed show of empowerment starting off with Ronnie Moore as she helps us communicate to keep our credibility, our cool, and our cash with her book and her CD. Why did I say that? Following that will be How to Recover and Heal from Betrayal and Suffering with Dr. Teddy Tarr, Palm Island Paradise Lost, and then finally, A Guide for Graduate Students with a Roadmap for Graduate Study by Dr. Donald Martin in our final segment. So turn up your volume and get ready for inspiration and education. 
Well, do you ever find yourself talking without a destination in mind, just talking from the top of your head? Our first guest is a renowned anti-stealth communicator, a public speaker, trainer, and author specializing in spoken and written communication. She's presented to over 1,200 audience throughout the United States. And, in fact, she is so in demand, it took me over four months to finally get her booked on our radio show. And she was just swamped with engagement, so I am so thrilled to have her on the show. Her latest book and her CD, which is a four-CD set, is called Why Did I Say That? Communicating to Keep Your Credibility, Your Cool, and Your Cash. And I am talking about Ronnie Moore. Ronnie, welcome to Be the Star You Are. Hi, Cynthia. Nice to be here. Well, thank you. It's finally good to get you here. We have been trying for months and months, and my goodness, you are one busy lady. You're really helping the world out there. Well, this is a topic that applies to us all. We all have to communicate, and it seems to be something that's always needed. So I'm happy that what I love to do is something very needed. Well, you talk about uh, this term called stealth communication. We all know what stealth means, but how does that relate to communication? And what do you mean about, uh, about stealth communication when you talk about it in your book, Why Did I Say That? Communicating to Keep Your Credibility, Your Cool, and Your Cash. Well, it is Name that because it is an indirect, drop the hint, hope you get it, read my mind, mixed message, say it but don't say it type of communication. It is done mostly by women, but men can do it too. In my workshops, I'm told, and on my website, I'm told that the women tend to do it, so help me stop it, and the men receive it from the women in their lives. It erodes, it, it causes mistrust, frustration. A lot of problems, both personally and professionally, and and I would say that it sometimes is more challenging and and damaging than even the in-your-face nasty folks, because at least with them, you know what you're dealing with. So this is a sort of under-the-radar, unsettling, dishonest, indirect way of communicating. Well, so often I think, and you bring this up in your book, is that we were taught as children uh, perhaps not to ask directly what we want. You know, so if we're being good, and people will just read our minds, but that isn't the way it goes. I, I remember my grandmother, if she wanted salt, she would say, mmm, is the, you know, is the pasta, does it need more salt? And what that meant is she wanted the salt. She never would say, pass the salt, please. It drove everybody nuts. Well, you know what? Your grandmother was probably raised similarly to my grandmother, and then it was passed down to my mother and to me. You know, they say that people do what they love because they have an expertise, and I'm told that I'm good at this. But on this this topic of stealth, I actually became expert because I had the most to learn. I, too, was raised in a culture where Grandma would ask, Honey, are you cold? Uh-huh. Instead of, and, and Mom would turn up the heat and wrap her in a blanket and give her hot tea because Grandma was taught that a woman could not just say, I'm cold, please turn up the heat. Um, I think the other issue is that, you know, culturally, women are taught that directness is rudeness or it's unladylike. So we're taught to get our needs met through the back door. And, and we do that in, in a number of ways. And, and, again, men do it too, but we see it more with women. You know, a woman will say to her man, do I look fat? And you know the man is dead no matter what he says. Mm-hmm. And she has to ask, does no really want to know how I look or am I just seeking a compliment here? Uh, 
we see in the workplace something that I call group blame, which is in the book, where a manager has one staff member who's late all the time. And instead of communicating effectively with the one person who has the issue, he or she will send out an email or hold a staff meeting for all ten people talking about the problem of lateness. And, of course, the one person who needs to get the message doesn't, and the other nine people are now completely demotivated because what's the point of working so hard? They know exactly where that message should have gone. And that one seems to be extremely hideous because so many people are affected. It's bad enough to have it in our relationships, but when we lose that credibility with your career, and that's something that you work with businesses to help them stop uh, reacting like this and stop writing these kind of memos because what you're trying to teach is direct communication. We can't use you, you have a, a statement in here refuse to accept clandestine communication. I think that's a very powerful sentence. Clandestine and then I and then stealth is the simpler word and I think it's more powerful. Yeah, I think that the way you refuse to accept it is number one you challenge it appropriately especially in the workplace where there may be unequal power. But if the boss sent out an email to everyone, I might ask the boss, are you saying that we all have this problem or is there something I'm missing? I'm always on time. Um, you know, this, this sort of group blame, you have to stop the stealth in two ways. One, challenge it. And two, with the people you love, who, whom you know, like our grandmothers, who struggle from a cultural perspective, you have to make it safe for them to be direct. And we have to stop associating directness with rudeness. And we have to stop looking at the other extreme. We use the term brutally honest as if that's a positive. Honesty is not brutal. Honesty is telling the truth. And if you think about the people you respect the most in your work or in your home life, it's not the people who are always positive and who never confront anything. Avoiding is a form of stealth. It's the highest form. If I don't have to do anything, I can pretend it'll go away, right? Which it uh, doesn't. It only gets bigger and worse. Well, you know, next, last time I had a root canal, I had a root canal because I didn't go to the dentist when it was a cavity. You know, any conflict, we talk conflict is, the leading cause of conflict is bad communication or no communication. And in conflict, you have either real conflict or false conflict. Something that's real that has to be resolved, you can postpone it, you can avoid it, you can pretend it's not there, you can bury that statement in a question, like, are you hungry? And the bottom line is it will come back bigger and harder to resolve. Um, we look at relationships why they ended. And there are friends who will end relationships after years because they'd rather avoid it than communicate through it. And see, this is where you have your expertise, and this is where people can really benefit from getting your CD set or your book, Why Did I Say That?, communicating to keep your credibility, your cool, and your cash. Because obviously, if you're not a good communicator, you, can't, you really can't function in anything in life, whether it be a relationship or your career. So basically, home and business is disruptive if you don't learn how to communicate effectively. Absolutely, and I would say that this issue of stealth, which everything in my, in my book, in my CDs, is important. I wouldn't have covered it, and I cover everything from the abusive email to how to negotiate to save your money. And, and how number one, to give and, and to take criticism or feedback. You know, when is it right. positive and when is it right. negative? 
And that one's important. Yeah, how to evaluate it, because not all criticism is equal and therefore doesn't need the same re- reaction. But without question, 1,200-plus seminars and speeches, the number one thing that I get on my evaluations is, you saved my marriage, you saved my job, You've, I, I will now live and work in a no-stealth zone. I love that statement, a no-stealth zone. no-stealth zone, and and it's interesting. There's so many forms of it, and and again, I I am guilty. I remember I was with my husband years ago, and we were in the car, and we were driving on a road trip up the California coast, and I said to him, honey, are you hungry? I am my mother's daughter, right? And he said no, and he kept driving, and all he was guilty of was answering the question. Question, and here you get angry because you're thinking he's not thinking about me, he doesn't care that I... I'm hungry, when re- in the reality, you could have said, honey, I'm hungry, we need to stop. Right, and, when, and there's the restaurant vis- I want to stop at right now. Right. I, I had an, a very nasty argument with him in my head where I thought, wow, you know, he should have read my mind. He should have said, I want to stop because I know you're really hungry, and you're my queen, and I want to serve you. And right. all, all the man did was answer the question put before him. And I set him up, not on purpose, but it's that whole somehow I can't just say what I mean, that directness is rudeness and I'm not entitled to be direct. Well, uh, what I get from what you're saying is that we ha- what you really teach is to say what we mean and mean what we say and eliminate the gossip and all of the undercutting things and just be straightforward. Because one of the things that I've always hated is when somebody says to me, do you want me to be honest with you? I want to say to them, no, I'd rather you tell me a lie to my face. That would be really great. Right, exactly. And I mean, isn't that a funny, you know, affirmation? It's a funny way to say, gee, I'd like to be, you know, honest with you, or let me tell you truthfully. I mean, would you not speak truthfully? Well, the interesting thing is I've had lawyers tell me that people will get on the witness stand, put their hand on the Bible, swear to tell the truth, and then answer the question by saying, well, to tell you the truth, (laughs) as if under oath they should be doing anything else, right? Right, right. Well, it it has become something that we just say in our idiomatic, you know, grammar these days. It's become like a slang, that that sort of a way that we talk, but that really is another way of undermining our communications, and that really is stealth communication right there. Well, there are these things that we say unintentionally that erode our credibility, which I cover. And I think, you know, one of the themes in my work, and I I know you listen to the CDs, is that good communicating starts with good thinking, communicating with the goal in mind. Most people kind of open, we open our mouths and we sort of talk until we run out of gas without thinking about where we want to be when we finish and what our goal is. Yeah, and this you cover this in the very first chapter, which I think is the most uh, most important place to start. Is people are afraid of silence. So what happens is it's like you know if you don't know which way you're going, any road will do because you don't know what your destination is. And what you teach is really stop and think before you open your mouth because you can't take anything back. We have to have that destination when we open our mouth and we want to say something or add to a conversation. Well, you wouldn't get in the car, especially at today's gas prices, and drive aimlessly until you run out of gas. You have a goal, a destination. You're going to work or to the mall or home, and you take roads that are consistent with getting to that destination. But when we open our mouths, we don't do that. And part of it is about the uncomfort, the discomfort 
with silence. Part of it is that we don't understand the difference between talking and communicating. You know, communicating is our second language. We all talk from childhood, but nobody teaches us how to be fluent in communicating, and that involves thinking and having goals and understanding that just because you say it doesn't mean it's going to get heard or anything good will happen. Well, you have such great examples in every single chapter of your book, things that have happened to you or happened to your, your clients or people in your seminars. But I really liked this one because I've been a witness to this many times of a customer who wanted to exchange something at a store, was told that there was a no refunds exchange policy. And instead of stopping and thinking what her real goal was, she started yelling to somebody who could not do anything about it anyway. And, you know, this for you, being a communicator, it had to have really made you want to stop and say to this person, okay, <laughs> you need to take one of our head or a business card. Take one of my seminars because you really could have gotten that refund. Well, and actually, I'm sure you remember from the book, she actually turned to me not knowing who I was and just looking for someone to support her. She said, do you believe this? And I said, what do you want? Yeah, right. Well, that's what you answered her, yes. What do you want? And she said, well, I want a refund. I said, I don't think that what you're doing is going to up the odds of you getting there. And that is an example. You know, it, it, it is one of, of many things that's not stealthy. That's just communicating without your brain engaged. And well, that's your, a great example of not knowing what your destination, meaning what is your goal. What is it you want to achieve? And so start backwards and then, then go forwards with that. Right, right. So I wanted to bring out that if for your book, um, if people can go to your website, your website is whydidisaythat.net. They can get copies of your book and your CD at even discounted prices, even better than online sites or in the bookstores. Actually, you autograph it. It's not yet in the bookstores. Um, it is, however, on my site, the only place you can get it is them signed, either the CD, book on CDs or the book. Um, it is cheaper and faster than Amazon.com, but it is not in the bookstores. But, yeah, okay, on why, so did I say why did I say that? Right. And then that way, if they're interested in going to your seminars or hearing you speak anywhere, they can also get information about that there uh, at your website. They can get that. They can see some stream video, uh, read an article or two, and, yes, order the books or the CDs. If they're drivers or exercisers, a lot of us don't have a lot of time for reading, but that's a great way to learn while you're stuck in traffic. You know, I am so behind that, Ronnie, because I really believe in making our cars uh, rolling universities is what I like to yep. call it. And yep. by having your information on CD, people can learn, you know, while they're getting from A to B when they're spending this money on gas. By the time they get to their destination, they're going to know how to communicate much, much better. And I will tell you, for half the price of a tank of gas or less, I guarantee that the information, either book or CDs, will well, as you change said, their lives. I, I absolutely believe it. There's so much more in here besides just learning how to communicate openly. It's when you communicate by email, when, what is the proper way to do it? When are you making a mistake by using email? When is it better to use the phone? When is it better to be in person? And then uh, one of the chapters that I found so helpful was how to communicate through conflict because we, no matter what we do in life, we are going to have to go through conflict in our life. We can't escape it. And why ruin our relationships and our workplace 
relationships by not learning how to deal with it. So, Ronnie, you're our woman. Ronnie Moore, she is the author of Why Did I Say That? Communicating to Keep Your Credibility, Your Cool, and Your Cash. And I know we've all said that in our lives. Why did I say that? That's so crazy. Go to her website, whydidisaythat.net. Ronnie, this is such a great book, and you can really help people struggle through these challenges that we have in communicating. So keep on communicating and, and helping all these people. Well, thank you. I'm so delighted to have been with you, Cynthia. Thank you. Ronnie Moore, the author, Why Did I Say That? Communicating to Keep Your Credibility, Your Cool, and Your Cash. I really endorse this book. I think that we all need to be better communicators. When we come back, we're going to Palm Island. Stay with us. You're listening to Cynthia Bryant on Starsdale. Be the star you are. Thank you so much, Ronnie, for joining us. So show business is no stroll in the park.